Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It scares the hell out of me, and the rate of improvement is exponential. If humanity collectively decides that creating digital superintelligence is the right move, we should do so very, very carefully. Mr. Musk expressing his concerns about artificial intelligence, saying it scares the hell out of me. So are there grave dangers posed by uh, too quickly developing artificial intelligence? Could it lead to the end of the human race? There was a letter sent out by a um, very credible and uh, well-known scientific and political individuals, and uh, part of that letter included this line, Mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. And one of the signatories of that letter is our guest, Professor Joshua Bengio, founder and scientific director of the Mila Quebec AI Institute. Uh, the professor's research helped to create the groundwork for our AI technology today. And the question then becomes, when AI surpasses our human intelligence, and it will, might AI wipe out humanity? Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Pleasure. Might it, might it wipe out humanity? It might. And that, that scares me too. When did you and your other pioneers of artificial intelligence technology first become alarmed? Well, actually, um, there's a, a very small uh, subset of AI researchers that have been worrying about this for a long time, at least uh, intensely in the last decade. Um, for my part, and, and Jeff Hinton, about the same time in the last few months, and then kind of independently, uh, we've been thinking more about this because of the acceleration of capabilities of AI systems that we've seen with ChatGPT, GPT-4. And um, and I think in the past, maybe I, you know, I didn't pay too much attention to this because it's hard psychologically to think that what you're working on could be very dangerous. But but I've been thinking very much about all this. I, I wrote a bunch of blog posts. Uh, I just put up a new one now. And um, and I don't think we have sufficiently reassuring answers right now. Where do we find your blog posts? Yashwabenju.org. Okay. Um, how advanced is AI now? It almost seems like the concern snuck up on us. Uh, what's it capable of affecting? What might it negatively be used for at this particular time, like elections perhaps, such as the next U.S. presidential election, which happens next year, or the expected 2025 Canadian federal election? Does it have the potential to do that, and how might it affect elections? Um, this is something I and many others are worried about. Um it looks like we have AI systems that can convince us, that can dialogue um, and pass for humans. How much technically is needed to make that really dangerous? Really, nobody knows. I'm sure there are some people working on it. And because the stakes, democracy, are high here, uh, I, I definitely think we should uh, hurry up in regulation that would, for example, ban impersonating humans that would force uh, displaying whether you are interacting with a machine or a human, like if the content you're seeing is is genuine or, or you know, machine generated, 
um, making sure that social media accounts and other like internet accounts are associated with a real person. These, these are things that uh, would help for sure. So AI could uh, very easily, and I'm, I'm fairly worldly person, I understand what's going on in the world, but uh, AI could do a, a really good job of convincing me that it has a legitimate message and is a legitimate entity if it's online and I'm looking for something. Let's say I'm looking for something for the uh, U.S. election that I want to cover or something I want to cover for our Canadian election in 2025. It can do a really good job of persuading me that it is a true human entity and that it's legitimate, yes? It has that capacity now. Professor? You'd have to know that when we're talking about artificial intelligence, something would go wrong. And it went wrong with Zoom, so now we have Professor Bengio on the, uh, on the phone with us. Professor Joshua Bengio, founder and scientific director of the Mila Quebec AI Institute, joshuabengio.org, is where you can read the professor's um, podcast, or at least here, re read his blog. Professor, this is all really fascinating, and simultaneously it's very concerning. Just before we lost you on, uh, on Zoom, I was wondering, is, is AI capable now of impersonating a true human or a true human entity sufficiently so that if I were to look up something that has to do with the 2024 U.S. election or the upcoming 2025 Canadian election, it could fool me. I'm pretty good at this stuff, but it, it's good enough to fool me. I don't know, but it's plausible that people are working on this right now, and it could be ready, you know, by the next election. So I think we should be careful. Yeah. Are you seriously concerned that artificial general intelligence, AGI, we're not there yet, I understand, but it may acquire the ability to destroy humanity if we don't somehow make that at least unlikely, hopefully impossible? Yeah. Um, really, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but the horizon at which experts see superhuman intelligence coming you know, went from decades to centuries, just a few years ago to now maybe a few years to a couple of decades. Wow. And a few years is too quick. Like, we don't have the countermeasures, the, uh, the infrastructure, the uh, regulation that would help us minimize those risks if it comes as quickly as that. Yeah. It's, it's really eerie to consider that artificial intelligence could s so supersede our own and place us in second place as far as uh, intelligence is concerned. It would essentially have the tools at its disposal to do anything that it wants. And particularly if a, if a state were wanting to use it for questionable purposes like, you know, for example, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Right. Um, you know, your brain is a biological machine, mm -hmm. and we've been making progress over the last decades understanding some of the principles of our intelligence, and this is what allowed us to you know, reach the point where we are now with, with deep learning. We have now machines that essentially capture our sense of intuition. Um, they're still weak on our ability to like mentally deliberate, to reason, and so on. But there are a lot of people working on this. Um, and one way to think about this is we are on a trajectory to build machines that will be smarter than us. And if these machines end up having a self-preservation goal, it will be like creating a new species that will be smarter than us. 
And, you know, if you look back at how we have treated other species that were not as smart as us, it is not reassuring. No, so AI could say, what do we need humans for? Well, that's, that's a possibility. And, and I want to go back to something you said. We as a society now, we're not prepared. We can't move quickly enough. If it's a question of a few years before AGI arrives, we're not prepared, we're, we're not ready to move quickly enough to put up the, uh, the obstacles or the barriers to it becoming its own um, right. source of activity. Uh, but, but, I mean, that, that's, that's a lower uh, estimate. It could be, you know, taking more time. Um, but because it could be coming so quickly, I think we need to uh, move on, uh, you know, how do we face this? And there are lots of questions we don't even know the answers, like how, how do we deal with this? Um, what sorts of constraints we put to minimize the risks, both uh, within our countries and also, as you mentioned, in terms of uh, reducing the risks from uh, bad actors, countries that, that would develop these things and military with military objectives. There are a lot of questions to be considered, um, and we need to start like, working on them as soon as possible. So so we don't really have an international framework for doing that, then, that most nations yeah, have I mean, agreed to. The beginnings of it was the the last G7, when um, the, the, the heads of state decided to create a committee to start looking into how to regulate AI. But it's just very, very early days. Europe has uh, a, a, a proposal for a new regulation. Uh, Canada also has one, but none of these are yet uh, effective. Can I just ask you this? I, I don't know if it's a fair question, but I'd ask you and uh, maybe your colleagues who are at the forefront of the development of AI, how did this thing get away from you? Um, well, it, we still are in control. We still have agency, and we should you know, take advantage of the time we have now. But yeah, we should have been more careful before. I think that many of us thought it was so far into the future that we shouldn't worry. But but what happened with um, these large language models like ChatGPT is that uh, without even like uh, really very novel new science, just more engineering, we've uh, rapidly uh, risen to the level of intelligence of a machine that can manipulate language very well. And that was the bar set by Turing um, in, in, you know, at the beginning of computer science after the Second World War for a test of intelligence. Okay. You've suggested a scenario. I find this really interesting and very deeply concerning. A, su- suggest, a scenario you suggested uh, where humans ask AI to fix climate change and then it decides humans are the problem. Could you f- finish that for us? Sure. I mean, this is a sort of a cartoon scenario. Uh, I'm worried about more sophisticated ones where, uh, for example, uh, humans might uh, want to design an AI at their image with a sense of self and ego and, and uh, self, self-preservation. And once an entity has that kind of sense of self-preservation, they want to, for example, avoid that somebody would turn them off. Nobody wants to die, right? Right. And once they want that, well, they'll they'd be basically in opposition to us, just like in the movie uh, 2001 Space Odyssey with Hal. Now, uh, the details of what can happen, there are many possibilities. One 
one, two areas I'm worried about are um, uh, cybersecurity and, and bioweapons. But maybe there are other things that, that uh, I'm not thinking about right now. So what I was thinking about, I think you said that um, AI might decide that we're the problem with climate change, humans are, and so it invents a virus to take us out. Right. And what's, uh, what's scary as well is that right now, in terms of biotechnology, it's fairly easy to order new organisms that have a given DNA. You, you just you know, go on the web and, and make an order. You provide the, the, the sequence that defines that, that new organism. And it's very hard for those companies to know what that DNA sequence is going to do. Mm-hmm. But, but an AI that's smarter than us and understands the, the, the biology and uh, you know, could potentially design something that we don't understand the consequences of. What good is AI doing now? Oh, uh, AI is already doing a lot of good. Um, there's a good reason why there's so much that's invested in it. I mean, uh, first, uh, all the big tech uh, companies are relying on, on AI for a lot of the things they're doing. There's more and more deployment of AI in, in the medical area, healthcare. Uh, AIs are currently being used in, um, in, in cars that, you know, not to drive completely by themselves, but to prevent accidents, for example. Uh, or to to drive on the highway and things like that. So we're just seeing the beginnings of AI. You have to look at how things have changed in the last few years and and then project where they might go in in coming years. Mm -hmm. I don't question your your motives for your work, your early work. I'm sure it was all for the betterment of of humanity. And uh, it's just very concerning to the rest of us when a brilliant scientist such as yourself and your colleagues express the level of concern that you have for where AI may go and its potential for harming the human race. Might AI itself develop something very frightening we can't even conceive of? Well, that, that's part of the concern. If, if there are machines that are smarter than us, they could think of strategies that we don't even conceive right now. Just like you know, gorillas don't necessarily understand how we are hurting their environment and uh, uh, driving them extinct. Right. This uh, is one reason why we should avoid getting uh, in a situation where it's very easy for anybody or hacker to uh, build something like this or to change its instructions so that it, it becomes malevolent. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a nation state that's doing it. It could be somebody who's just extraordinarily skilled or capable or talented at this kind of technological uh, activity and develop their own. Yeah, that's a concern, especially if the, um, the, the, the the parameters of these systems are shared online, which is currently what is happening with some of these large models. Then it becomes, you don't even need to have uh, super expensive infrastructure to um, like tune these systems towards new goals or to give them new instructions. This is really scary stuff. It is, but we also shouldn't let fear drive our decisions. We need to like understand uh, what can happen, what are possible uh, mitigations that we could do, yeah. and what are the pros and cons of different actions. Um, yeah, panic is not going to help here. No, but I don't want to be trained to pick up the new, go get the newspaper either. Yeah, um, I mean, there's also a potential for uh, 
incredible good coming out of AI. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, how do we put these two things in the balance? This, this is not easy. This is the task that's ahead of us, and we don't have much time. We may not have much. We may not have much. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.